Hello, welcome to the Marketing in Minutes podcast. I'm your host, Colby Klusterman, and happy Monday, everybody. Uh, we have a super special guest today. I'm really excited to have her on the show, uh, Mary Keough. Mary, thanks for joining the show. Yeah, Colby, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you today. Yeah, likewise. Um, so just so everybody knows, let's set the stage, get, get to know you a little bit. You are a senior marketing strategist at Gorilla76. Um, you also have your own podcast, Manufacturing Marketer, which we'll definitely talk about uh, towards the end of this episode. But can you tell me something fun about yourself? Maybe something I wouldn't necessarily get from looking at your LinkedIn. Like what are your hobbies? What do you do for fun? Yeah, that's a good one. So um, what I do for fun is mostly chase my kids around. I have three kids, two boys and a girl, and we do a lot of outdoor activities. They play soccer. We go on hikes a lot. So um, we recently moved from Chicago to North Carolina just so we could be outdoors more often in more months of the year. So, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm sure it's a little warmer in North Carolina than it would be in Chicago this time of year. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're talking in February now and it's 70 degrees today. I'm oh, very beautiful. happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, cool. Um, it's good to get to know you a little bit more. Uh, this is the first time we're meeting too. So, uh, always, uh, good to know what people like to do outside of work, um, as well. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Gotta be well-rounded. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's talk about marketing. So our question today is are trade shows still worth it or are they still worth the investment? Um, I think this is a great question for you because you have a lot of experience in industrial and manufacturing marketing, and that seems to be where trade shows are maybe more prevalent than other industries. So let's kind of jump, jump right in. Um, can you kind of walk us through what you think the, the purpose of trade shows are and why they are so prevalent in those markets? Yeah. So the purpose of a trade show, and I'm speaking, like you said, mostly from an industrial and manufacturing background. So this is a little bit different than maybe the SaaS sphere where they're going to a lot more conferences. So you might be there to see some session speakers, some keynotes, and then they have exhibitors on the side. So that also happens um, in industrial and manufacturing, but trade shows are primarily a way for you to explore new vendors, bring your product in front of a bunch of customers or prospects or people who you're assuming are in your ideal customer profile. So that's really the the big driver, the big um, magnet of trade shows is you get a lot of people in a particular ICP in one room and they're there to look at products. Awesome. Yeah. And I want to touch on this a little bit. So with the pandemic that happened, I feel like specifically for our more manufacturing type clients that really shook things up, specifically their budgets, because trade shows usually are pretty expensive. And a lot of that money was kind of shifted back to digital marketing efforts or maybe, um, the bottom line. So what's kind of your take on where we are now post pandemic? Do you think we're seeing more people going back to trade shows or has, is that like, I don't want to say a dying field, but has that died off since the pandemic? Um, so I think there's two ways to look at it. Number one, Yes, for the majority of industrial manufacturing companies, they're just doing doing business as usual. Um, the pandemic was almost like a pause on on business or their current sales and marketing strategy if they had one. And right going back into 2021, 2022, some trade shows were opening back up in 21. Yep, they were just doing business as usual. Hey, we always do this trade show. It's back. Let's do it. Um, and I think that was a huge mistake. So the companies who are making big headway, um, causing a splash, 
maybe innovating a lot more in the field are doing one of two things with trade shows. Either they're not doing them because they realize that focusing their strategy more on digital is the way to go, is like just a smarter strategy in general. Or number two, they're using the trade show to their advantage. So they're using the trade show or conference to get speaker slots for executives or subject matter experts. They're using it to create content. They're using it to do market research in a new category. So in my opinion, those are the companies that are winning because they're going to the trade show with a goal. And that goal is part of a larger marketing strategy. And what I see the vast majority, this is like the two companies I just described are in like the one to 2% of industrial manufacturing companies. The vast majority are just doing the same old thing and they're going to get disrupted in some way or another. That's good to know. Um, I always love to hear what the, the one to 2%, the thought leaders, uh, what those people are doing, um, in any industry. So it's great to hear that things are kind of shaking up a little bit in, in that industrial manufacturing space. So you kind of alluded to, if you think trade shows are still worth the investment, do we want to touch on that a little more? Maybe if you are still doing trade shows, what are the pros or what are the cons and should you be doing them at all? Or, you know, should we subsidize any digital marketing for that? Just can you go a little bit more in depth with some of those uh, pros and cons? Yeah, for sure. If your trade show is taking up, if your marketing and sales budget all combined together is $300,000 or less, you shouldn't be doing trade shows. Like you should definitely be refocusing your efforts on digital. You just don't have the resource bandwidth to focus on both digital and trade shows if your budget is that low. So that's one way to look at it. And another way to look at it is Yep, you had this period, and if you're tracking your finances in any consistent way, you should be able to track whether um, marketing sales you know, stayed the same, grew significantly, decreased significantly. If there was very little st- statistical difference between pandemic when trade shows shut down and post-pandemic when trade shows came back, you should be able to kind of pull out whether or not trade shows were really worth the vast investment. And I'm not just talking cash, so you know, I'll get a lot of feedback, well, you know, a booth at a trade show is only ten to 15000 It's not terrible. Yeah, but you're also putting, that's a lot of time and effort. Like I talk to some companies now and we'll be on a new business call and, the, and we'll say something like, hey, like let's catch up in two weeks and talk about maybe, you know, moving forward with um, content or a full plan or whatever. And it's like, oh no, no, no. I can't talk to you for at least a month. We have a trade show coming up. And it's like, that's an insane resource poll where your entire marketing and sales team is shut down for a month because you have a trade show. So I think re-looking at really what your trade show investment is costing you versus what you're getting out of it is essential today because what we are seeing in digital is that digital not only has a clearer ROI story to tell you, but the ROI story is better. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, I didn't even think about like your marketing team having to shut down, but like the expense to travel, the expense to put people up, to feed them, it's just overwhelming. So I love that you gave that very specific, I believe it was $300,000 if that's your marketing budget um, or anything less than pass on the trade shows. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's my very conservative estimate. I want to go as high as like 750K, but I know I get a lot of pushback. (laughs) 
Uh, well, I still think that's super, super helpful information. Um, so I, I think that answers our question. Great. Um, I would keep that number in mind and I think you gave a great example, kind of look back of those years that you were doing trade shows and maybe the years in the pandemic where you couldn't and see if there's a difference and, um, hopefully reevaluate your, uh, your, uh, investment in trade shows, I should say. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I think another easy way, and this helps you to get your, your finance team or your analytics team on your, on your side, if that's part of your, uh, larger company infrastructure is getting to know your customer acquisition costs. So I did a LinkedIn post on this. If you guys want to go back in my history and view it. Um, but if you kind of have a good ballpark park, or you can get a good ballpark from your leader on how much, all of sales and marketing is costing you. So we've got, you can include salaries in there. You can include marketing channels where you're spending time, the website, all of it. Just put this in a giant bucket. And then for last year, so for 2022. And then I want you to find out how many new customers you acquired last year. So if we divide all of sales and marketing budget divided by that new customer number, that's your customer acquisition cost. So your new customer acquisition cost. Now you can go back if you keep good data and see how many, let's just say that number is, you know, $5,000. Now I want you to go back and look at how much a trade show is costing you. So again, same exact thing, not only the cost of the exhibit booth, the um, planes, the travel, the hotel rooms, but also time investment. So figure out how much salary that's actually costing you in terms of time, put all that together and how many new customers did you actually acquire from trade shows in 2022? If your CAC, your customer acquisition cost is significantly higher than your average, then you have your answer. Like if you're going to continue investing in trade shows, that's going to negatively affect your bottom line forever. As long as you continue to spend money there. Yeah, no, I, I love that, um, kind of formula you laid out there and you did mention your LinkedIn and you post, that's how I found you was via LinkedIn and you post a lot of great stuff. So I'll certainly link that in our description so people can follow you. But before we wrap up, uh, can you tell us about your podcast, the manufacturing marketer? Yeah, that'd be awesome. So gorilla 76 has, Two podcasts now, The Manufacturing Executive and The Manufacturing Marketer. Uh, Brendan Forrest and I host The Manufacturing Marketer, and it is a podcast that does two things. It is a recording of our bi-monthly event, Industrial Marketing Live. If you want to join that, you can go to industrialmarketinglive.com. And then usually Brendan and I follow that up with a riff. So just the two of us will either riff with a guest we had or we'll riff on a topic where we just go super in-depth on the topic we discussed in the last episode. So we'll cover everything from how to run your Google ads, how to build a content strategy to how to get leadership buy-in on your marketing plan. Oh, awesome. And that's on all, all the Spotify, Apple podcast oh, yeah. platforms. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer Apple, but I guess I'm kind of like not in the cool kids group anymore. I think everybody goes to Spotify now. Yeah. I'm a Spotify person personally, but as long as you can find the podcast on either, you know, you're, we're good. <laughs> Awesome. Well, that's going to do it for today. We'll be back on Wednesday. We have a super exciting episode. We're going to talk about chat GPT. Um, and yeah, looking forward to getting your thoughts there, Mary, but, uh, in the meantime, thanks so much for jumping on and talking with me today. Awesome. Thanks Colby. Thank you all for spending a few minutes with us. Please feel free to rate us five stars on Apple podcasts and Spotify, and we'll see you next time. Bye.